You are now listening to The Model Health Show with Sean Stevenson. For more, visit themodelhealthshow.com. Welcome to The Model Health Show. This is fitness and nutrition expert Sean Stevenson, and I'm so grateful for you tuning in with me today. This has been an adventure for me already. Listen, I've trained at gyms all over the world. Like I've been to some cool places, different countries, and trained at different gyms, obviously all over the country here in the US. But living in LA now, I'm wondering, is this some kind of an epidemic with people being unable to re-rack the weights? Is it like some kind of a mental barrier? I don't know. Am I just being too hard on my new city? But other places I've gone, there's a little bit of civility with re-racking the weights. And I was just at, a, at this gym, it's close to my house, so I'll go there you know, on the, on the fly. And they've got a sign up at the gym. It's a chain gym, you know, franchise gym. And the sign says, please don't drop the weights. Heaven forbid you drop weights and you get bouted, bouted, and you, you know, you're doing some deadlifts and throwing the weights around. We don't want that here. But please, absolutely toss weights all over the place. You know, leave them scattered. No, don't toss them. Lay them down. These guys were lifting, doing, um, doing squats. Three plates on each side of the bar. Just left it. The etiquette. All right. And I just felt like, what if, a, you know, what if a grandma comes and she wants to use the squat rack? Because, you know, there's only one at a lot of these gyms and she's got to try to unload 315. Right. That's a little courtesy. All right. Maybe I'm not trying to. I'm not a complaining person, but it's an observation. All right. So but that's what you get when you are not able to control the circumstances. Right. So gyms are awesome. And it really just kind of uh, depends on your personality type, whether or not you enjoy going to a gym. But now today, like there's so many cool things that you can do. There's different types of gyms. Uh, you know, of course, you've got the franchise type gyms. You've got specialty gyms. You've got uh, box gyms, you know, CrossFit boxes and things like that. Uh, so many different things that you could take advantage of. But remember this. Remember this always. When it comes to working out, the most important form of exercise is the exercise you'll do. And so you might not need to go to a gym. That might not be your cup of chai. It might not be your cup of uh, pouty arco or cat's claw. But for you, it's finding out like, listen, I really love to roller skate, right? So giving yourself permission to do that. Or I love to play basketball. Or I love to play squash, all right? Squash might be your jam, right? And so just giving yourself permission to do the thing that you will do, that you enjoy doing. And if you can sprinkle in some strength training, it is super valuable, if not the most uh, highest leverage form of exercise when we're talking about the actual implementation of the exercise. Strength training is it's pretty powerful. And so speaking of my franchise gym, drove there today. You know, I was going to get it in before the show. And it's L.A. So another thing I've noticed is, yeah, the traffic is real. It's real out here. All right. So but it's quick to get there. But coming back. And so I drive to the gym. And guess what? It's closed. Closed. At 9 a.m. Why? They're doing remodeling. But again, I can't control the situation. So I'm just like, oh, my, I can't believe this. And so now I got to drive back in traffic. And this is the height of the traffic. I would have missed the hype being in the gym training. And so I get, I drove, got back through it, put on a podcast, make the time worth, worth it and beneficial. And I get back home and I'm like, 
here's the thing that I want you to take from this. I had an objective, I had a goal, I had a destination, but the strategy or the path to get there had to be adjusted. And so many times in our life when things don't go our way, we just throw in the towel. And I, I'm, I'm a person. The thought came up of like, I'll just scrap, scrap it and I'll do it tomorrow. Like I'll just, you know, tomorrow will be easier, the day's more open. No, do something. Do something. It doesn't have to be the big brawly plan or workout that you had planned. Just do something, right? Because you create habits of not doing as well, right? It's not just the habit of doing something. You can create habits of not doing or habits of quitting or throwing in the towel. And so I got back to my house. I saw all these beautiful primal kettlebells looking dead in my face. And they were like, come pick me up. And I was like, okay. I saw my battle rope. I hadn't even opened my battle rope since I moved a few months ago. You know, I'll use the battle rope at the gym, but they don't have the one I have. I have big red, okay? My battle rope has a name. I didn't even name it. On it named it. And I think it's like 50 pounds, 40 pounds. It's a big fella, all right? So it's called Big Red. And I put Big Red through the handles of the kettlebells. I did some carries with my kettlebells. I did some kettlebell swings. And I did some battle rope exercises. And something else that I want you to remember is that we have different types of muscle fibers. And I did a masterclass episode on this talking about the science behind high-intensity interval training, which become just massively popular today. But I've been teaching and, and working with clients for this, you know, at least a decade. And it's fascinating because we have different types of muscle fibers. We have slow-twitch muscle fibers, fast-twitch, various intermediate-type muscle fibers as well. And to really optimize our physique, our health, our functionality, we need to be able to train all of these different types of muscle fibers, show them some love. And so this is why I love the battle rope so much because we can utilize our fast twitch muscle fibers with our legs pretty easily doing sprints, doing uh, sprints on the you know stationary bike, things like that. But it's not very often we have something for our upper body that can really activate those fast twitch muscle fibers so effectively. So this is why I love the battle rope and I got my battle rope from on it. And I highly recommend you get you one as well. Get yourself the primal kettlebells. They're so attractive. They're, I mean, they're the coolest kettlebells that are out there. And also, of course, we know that Onnit has earth-grown nutrients are the base of all of their supplements. So whether it's post-workout protein, whether it's the pre-workout from the Shroom Tech that I've been using for years, double-blind placebo-controlled studies affirming about a 9% increase in cardiovascular output. So you can do 9% greater endurance benefit from taking Shroom Tech Sport, all right? Again, earth grow nutrients in this supplement. Head over there, check them out. You get everything that I just mentioned, all of that for 10% off. The fitness equipment, supplements, foods. Go to onit.com forward slash model. That's O-N-N-I-T.com forward slash model. You get 10% off everything they carry. O-N-N-I-T.com forward slash model. Now let's get to the Apple Podcast Review of the Week. Another five-star review titled Again and Again by Bert J.M. I recommend these episodes to so many people because of how much they help shape my perspective in such a positive way on a vast range of topics. I often find myself listening to an episode two or even three times because of how much amazingly useful information there is. Thank you, thank you, thank you. I can't say it enough. Thank you. Wow, and thank you so much for leaving that review over on Apple Podcasts. It means so much to me. 
And listen, if you've yet to leave a review, please pop over to Apple Podcasts and leave a review for the show. I appreciate it so very much. And on that note, let's get to our special guest and topic of the day. I just shared a story about training and my guest today knows a thing or 3,000 about training. All right, this guy played in the NFL, the National Football League for about a decade and he was voted the NFL's fittest man twice. All right. And he was playing at the kicker position. All right. He's a punter, kicking position. I'm going to not say kicker. There's a difference, punter and kicker. But he's just out there crushing it. But not just with his physical fitness and his performance on the field, but he had a bigger mission. He'll share today some of what his goals look like. But now to see them coming to fruition today is so powerful because we can, again, we can get off track of the ultimate destination that we want to arrive at. And he's gonna pour out his heart and soul here today with a lot of passion. He's driven by his very strong faith. And he's just made this incredible transformation. Uh, the last like year and a half or two years ago when I saw him, I bumped into him and his mindset was different than it is today. I think a big part of that is what you're gonna hear is he's really placed a bigger focus on strategy and structure because for all of us, there's so many things that we wanna do in our life. We wanna have a career that we enjoy. We wanna have great relationships. We wanna be healthy and fit. We wanna have time to sleep well, right? We wanna have great relationships with our kids if we have kids. We want to you know, be able to, to make a living so that we can have experiences and do different things we wanna do. There's a lot. I understand that because sometimes it could seem like, oh, that's another thing I've gotta do. Oh, that's another thing that I'm not doing. Like, let me, we gotta strip all that stuff away and understand that. We all have the same 24 hours, and there are people who are truly extracting all of the juice out of that 24 hours, healthfully, because of strategy and structure. And so I'm really pumped to share this conversation with you today. You know, Steve is, again, just such an inspiration for me, and today is just a chance to open yourself up and just allow in inspiration, because that's what he's delivering. All right, so now we're gonna jump into this conversation with the incredible Steve Weatherford. I'm not as concerned with this little baby mullet. Next time it will be a really beefy American squirrel on the back of my head. But for today, it's just a small hint. Beefy American squirrel. Oh my God. <laughs> I don't know if that's ever been said Did before, Did we just man. start the show early? <laughs> <laughs> I love it, man. I love where you're going, the direction with the hair, man. Yeah, It's a movement. You. It's a movement. Yeah, because itself. at the end of the day, man, like I can be on a stage just like everybody else. And then you, the people see you from the front. And they're like, all right, you know, here's another, like, he looks to be in shape. So he's either a military guy or a former pro athlete. He's got the hair. But then when I turn to the side, what I envision in my mind is this haircut, is this style. When people see these locks, they're instantly just going to smile because there's going to be no way they're going to see it and think that I'm taking myself seriously. Mm. And instantly it's going to be an icebreaker and they, they're going to want to know more about me. Yeah. Not because I have muscles or I'm this or a Super Bowl ring. They're going to know about that hair. I to love it. Disarming. So with the I hair. have vision Ooh. for my hair to be the ultimate icebreaker. Like uh, I just want to be approachable. Yeah, I love it, man. Right? I love that so much. That's and it. You are, man. Like that's that's the thing about you. Like I just love you so much, and just hanging around you, your energy is instantly just. You make people feel at home. You make people feel welcome. Even when you yeah, come in here you, with man. my team, and just I love it so much, man. You brought your family with you. I did. A little, a little nugget, a little piece of your family. Yeah, an installment, a layaway of my family. So your son, and we were just talking about the last time that I saw you, and this has been, she about uh, two years ago when you mm -hmm. were on the show, and he got out there, he was playing basketball. How old is he now? 
he's turning 12 tomorrow. Turning so that's 12. why he's with me is so you and I had spoken and I was like, man, you know what, dude, God put it on my heart, man. Like I want to have you on my show and you know, we're like, Hey, do a volume two type of thing. And then I turned this whole thing into like a birthday celebration for my son. So thank you yes. for agreeing to do this with me today because that allowed me to be able to have another opportunity to where it's like two birds with one stone. And honestly, I believe that is what life is about is yeah. making alignments that actually make the things that you want to do easier to do. Yeah, you know I mean, so when I say yeah. alignments about like friendships and like when I called you, it was probably a pretty weird text message. I'm like, hey, God placed it on my heart. I need to have a conversation with you. We're like, uh, November 19th. I'm like, all right, cool. I'll see you there. You know what I mean? So, yeah. dude, I wanted to honor you and thank you for just just trusting me that God placed something on my heart that we're supposed to talk about today. And honestly, I still don't know what that is. Yeah. Um, but dude, thanks for trusting that and just like giving me space to be able to, to tell the story that, that's going to happen today. I don't know what it is, but I wanted to reverse that honor. I receive it, but I want you to have it as well because uh, I admire you for so many reasons that have nothing to do with this podcast. Mm. If people that are listening to this right now could could get an opportunity not to know because i'll tell you right now so you'll know but actually get an opportunity to feel your realness and your uniqueness you're never trying to be like somebody else because you see guys winning mm -hmm. like when i think of you when i get a text message pop up from you or just like i have a random thought and you know you get these weird text message messages that you get from me um, I want you to know I don't do that for everybody else. I want you to know that God speaks to me about you, and that's why you get these weird text messages from me. With, some of them are videos and some of them are voice memos, but I just wanted to start this show off by, by giving you the honor that you deserve because you're unique, and I don't do the things, like the weird things that I do. I want you to know everybody doesn't get that part mm. of me, and it's because God has highlighted you in my life, and that's why I believe I'm here today. Um, and I'm just really, really excited to to have this space, uh, but to share this space with you because alignment uh, in 2019 has been such a, a powerful word for me, and mm -hmm. I've been doing my best every single time um, I have an idea or I think of somebody in my mind taking bold action without really knowing why I'm texting this person, but just when, when I feel like God put somebody in my mind, I just take action and I just let it figure itself out. Mm. Kind of like what we're going to do here today is we're going to figure this thing out. But I just wanted to thank you and honor you for just trusting that it was going to be something substantial. Listen, I received that, man. I was not expecting. My heart is overflowing, man. Thank you so much yeah, man. I mean for that. that, man. And, um, you know, like you just said, just taking this in the direction that, you know, it's gonna be an adventure, mm. all right? But I think the adventure begins where we are right now. And where we are is you traveled up here from down around San Diego, you mm -hmm. took that trip with your son, your oldest son and your wife, and you guys are gonna do a really powerful experience in alignment with this moment. Yeah, man. And you're taking him to Lakers game today. Yeah. And we were just talking about, and you're the first person that I've heard articulate this, Outside of something I kind of mentioned on the show before, but for me, just 10 seconds, it was when I was, I just turned my health around mm -hmm. and I was passionate about serving, helping other people, but I was watching every Cardinals baseball game on television. Mm -hmm. yeah. In St. Louis, it's called baseball heaven, right? Mm -hmm. And so, but it just struck me one day. I'm sitting there doing my homework, watching, trying to do programs for my clients, and I realized I'm watching them be great. Like I'm making sure I make, schedule my time so I can watch other people be great. Not that 
there's anything wrong with that, but mm -hmm. I wanted to express my own greatness. And you shared that you're not a big fan of like going to sporting events, which kind of for people might throw them because you are a former superstar in the mm -hmm. NFL, Super Bowl champion, mm -hmm. you know, but that's not your bag. Why is that? First, I want to correct your language. This is not uh, self-promoting me. I'm not a former champion anything, man. I'm a champion in this day. I wake up every single day to remind my son that he's a champion. So I love you. I'm not a former anything, man. I, I am a current, and, and it's not because of a team that I was on, and I want to get to that question. So give me that question again, but I just wanted um, – that's one of the things I believe maybe is a message for – for some of us, just not some of us, all of us. And that's the language we we speak out of our mouth, but also the language that we uh, let people speak on you. And I know you meant it from a loving place, but just uh, just interrupting and, and uh, from a loving place and letting them know the language they speak to you, um, how you wanna be addressed. And, uh, and that's a mindset to me every single day when I wake my son up because I had an incompleteness to my childhood. My dad was amazing, but he never told me that he was proud of me, never once, and never told me that I was a champion. And so every single day that I wake my son up, I shake his chest, and sometimes I put it on Instagram story, um, I shake his chest and I say, wake up champion, dad's proud of you, but we've got work to do. Um, and so I know I just went off on that tangent. I wanna get back to your question, so tell me what it was. <laughs> so, and I love that, man. Thank you so much for articulating that because I think a lot of us, see our life in these chapters and don't see the continuous thread of being a champion. Yeah. And I said former player, by the way, not former No, champion. no, no. You know, anytime so, I, yeah, yeah, no, I, I get it. But in my mind, when people say like, he's a former Super Bowl champion or a former pro athlete, dude, in my mind, you didn't say anything wrong. That just teed me up for something I, that I've been thinking about and, and consciously and intentionally trying to speak over my son. Um, to your question, you were asking me what it was like to, to play sports, and you, were, you and I were talking before we hit record um, about I never went to a pro game until I actually played in one. Um, and the reason being, it wasn't that I didn't want to go. I just didn't have that opportunity to go. But then when I had an opportunity to play in it, and my son wants to go to the Lakers game tonight. To me, it's not something that I'm super excited about. And I've always been too busy to really go to sporting events. But after my pro career is over, now I have opportunities to go watch people play college football or, you know, other NFL games, NBA games, M MLB games. They're not that much fun to me, you know, and I'm not saying that like, oh, I've been there. I've done that. It's honestly it's because I'm like so hyperactive when I see people doing things, I actually just wanna go try it with them. Not because I think I can do it better, but I just, I'm in love with action. I'm in love with boldness because it always leads to something new. Yeah. Um, and I feel like I'm continuously like uh, hungry. I finally got into a point in a, in a season of my life where uh, I'm, I'm, I'm satisfied and hungry at the same time. Like I'm so fulfilled with what God's given me, but I'm so hungry for, for more. Um, I just want to be in the game. I guess that's what I'm trying to yeah. say is like watching it on TV. I do that with my son because that's kind of like our chance to bond on something. But I don't like watching athletes play sports. You know, I love listening to speakers speak because I believe there's something there for me. But watching people play sports, unless it's a great mm -hmm. and I can get inspired from that. Watching other people's greatness just makes me want to go be great with them. Mm. Um, and so it's, it's, a rest, it's a restless feeling when I watch sports. Mm. That's powerful, man. So what I'm hearing is over the past few years, or is this something that was early on, but you, were re you really know yourself. 
you know, or you're getting to know, know trying, yourself. Yeah, thank you. And being able to hear that message from yourself that, that you get restless watching, mm. you know, pro athletes do their thing. But, and I just want to paraphrase this for, for everybody, mm -hmm. but you said it is a great source to extract some inspiration, mm -hmm. but for some of us, we need it. Mm -hmm. For some of us, it can be great training for our minds. Mm -hmm. For some of us, we need to get in the game. Mm. And for you right now, being able to watch speakers speak yeah. and to watch greater messages, mm -hmm. that's where you're at. Yeah, that's yeah. the season I'm in, you yeah. know? And I'm sure when I was a kid, my son's age, I would have cut my arm off to be able to go watch Kobe Bryant or you know Michael Jordan, Larry Bird, Magic yeah. Johnson play. Um, but right now, I, I, I guess, I want to watch and I want to be around what I want to become greater at. Mm -hmm. um, and I'm in a season of my life right now where because of alignments, that's been my word all year, because of alignments, I've been able to create partnerships in my supplement company. I've been able to create partnerships in different businesses that I owned 100% of. And honestly, I kind of felt like I was a slave to them, meaning like it's not going to be successful or it's not going to it's not going to grow or things are going to get better without me. Um, and, and as you know, man, when you get involved in these different things, it doesn't matter how passionate you are. If you are passionate about it, it's almost even worse because then you're torn in between these things. And if you accelerate one business, you're even looking over your shoulder and be like, man, this business could be done better. And so then you run over here and you work on this business. And then you look over your shoulder and you notice your marriage is completely falling apart. So you run over here and you work on your marriage and then you look over your shoulder and this other business is about to go into foreclosure or you can't make the note or, you know what I mean? Yeah. In insert here and it's a game that men especially freaking men play with ourselves because we value our our like our, our existence our worthiness on what we're able to produce and so that really drove me crazy because when men and especially like somebody from like Terre Haute Indiana like me you're a Midwest guy man like you know how how important people view a hard worker you know, like almost like the most honorable dude in the Midwest is a guy that has like worn out jeans and a circle in his back pocket from a skull ring that he's been sitting in his tractor. And, you know, he's got holes that are just worn in it, like these jeans that you and I have on, but we paid money to have holes in ours. But that's the type of guy in, in the Midwest that is like a man's man. And a man's man doesn't, isn't hyper aware of himself the way that you and I are continually trying to become, um, but they're, they're incomplete as men because they view their whole value as protect, provide, preside. There's nothing in there about the, the evolution of the culture of your family and breaking generational curses and mindsets and not repeating those behavioral cycles that were done to you, to your kids, just because you grew up a certain way doesn't mean that's the way it's supposed to get done. But I believe um, a man's man is almost kind of like conditioned to do it like your dad did it because we make excuses for our dad. If your dad like had too much to drink at family gatherings and you go to a family gathering, your dad has too much to drink, what are people gonna say? Well, that's just dad, you know, it's, it's just dad. They chalk it up to being just dad. What about if my mission is to call the men forth that don't wanna be, they don't wanna be, oh, that's just dad. They want to be the person that breaks that generational curse. You don't have permission to do the same things that drove you nuts as a kid, as an adult, just because your daddy did it. You know what I mean? And so um, I'm just super motivated about that because I feel like that just speaks to the hearts of entrepreneurs because 
how often do we pinball back and forth and continually never feel fulfilled because we have that perfectionist syndrome of like, if everything's not tied up and everything's not tight and everything's not automated and everything's not planned out and everything's not strategized, we can't rest. We're setting ourselves up for failure. You know what I mean? Because we're, we've created a game that we can't win um, and it's just an exhaustive hamster wheel and, and I've done it and I'm coming out of that season yeah. and gaining more clarity and, and being able to look at my life um, as like bubbles and where I'm spending my time. I have four, four ways that I gauge whether or not um, it's somewhere I want to be spending my time. For example, like my podcast, there's four ways that I, that I rank it. The first one's going to be a, a heart symbol. Like how much of my heart is in podcasting? The next thing is how much money does that bring in? The next one is how much time does that require of me? And then the last one is how much impact that ha does that have? And so when I create these different bubbles on a, on a whiteboard and I look at it with my wife and my assistant and my team, you know, my backbone and my mentors, we're able to see if where I'm spending my time is exactly where I need to be spending my time because our goal in my life and in our life as a company and as my personal brand is every single bubble that I'm spending my time in is a 10 all the way across the board except for time. So I want to be a 10. I want my heart to be on fire for podcasts. I want it to bring in a 10 in money. I want it to require as little amount of time as possible and I want it to be a 10 in impact. So I'm not going to be able to change my podcast to make it that way unless that is my intention. And so what I think mapping it out with all these different bubbles, you know, one could be podcast, one could be my supplement company, one could be content creation, one could be speaking, one could be one-on-one -on -one coaching. You do those ranking systems. Where's your heart at for it? How much money does it bring in? How much time does it require? And how much impact does it make? And if you, if you create a system for your life, like what I'm drawing out for you and you actually look at it, I bet you start spending your time differently. You know what I mean? We got 86,400 seconds today, but man, I'm looking at my watch right now. That's today. I'm looking at my watch. It's November 19th when we're recording this thing right now. Dude, we got like six weeks left, less than six weeks left in this decade. In this decade. Mm. Don't look at it like a year. We got six, like six weeks left in this decade. When this thing comes out, I don't know how much time people are going to have. But the point is, be bold to action. You know what I mean? It's great to measure things out and get clear on where you want to spend your time, you know, where you want to be on fire, uh, how much impact you want that thing to have. But then once you get clarity on it, take bold action. And I like for people listening to this right now, like it happens right now. It doesn't happen, you know, like, oh, that sounds, you know what, doing my vital signs and mapping out those little bubbles sounds like a good idea. I I'm going to do that next week. You know what I mean? Dude, hit pause and do it right now. Get clarity right now and then come back and hit pot and hit play again and then tune in for the rest of what God's going to tell you on this podcast. Because I'm telling you that right there has just given me an insane clarity of what I really want in my life. Yeah. And then where I want to spend my time to be able to live my life by design versus by default. Because if I don't pay attention to every single one of those bubbles and maybe there's something that my heart is at too. And the impact is a two, but maybe it's bringing me 10 cash um, in, in, in one time. For something like that, how do I make my heart a 10 for that? Because it brings in money. So how do I change that model so I'm on fire for it? Because it already seems to be uh, something that brings in money. So can I make that impactful? And can I make that something that makes my heart sing? And if I can't, cut the arm off. Because you're not losing something by letting that go. You're actually creating more space in your life for your passions to live.
Does mm -hmm. that make sense? Absolutely. So where do you, do you use these four categories with your family structure as well and strategy? Oh, no doubt, dude. Every single Tuesday, uh, my wife was just here. I wish she was here to, 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 uh, to share this, but we take six hours. Um, I know it sounds like a lot, but we, it started at two and then next month it went to three, then next month it went to four. So we've been working on this for a while, but where it sits right now is I have six hours with my wife every Tuesday. We spend the first two hours on our family. And just picture, dude, I got five kids. So I just picture that like a business. Mm -hmm. So the first thing we do is we sit uh, with every, or we don't sit with every kid, but we talk about every single kid. Like, where are they at with their personal development? Where are they at in school? Like, where is their spirit? Are they discouraged? Are they motivated? Are they challenged? Like, where are they? So what that does for all these five kids and the leaders of the family is my wife and I are able to collectively get singularity of vision for that, that kid. Because I'm out doing my thing and she's out doing her thing and a lot of the times we're doing it together but we're not sitting here, she's not sharing every single thing about that kid during the week. So what it does for every single kid is every seven days I'm able to circle back on where that kid is um, with my wife. So the collective effort that her and I make towards that development of that kid is right on right on pace and it's right on pulse. We know exactly what we are doing for that child. So we do that for each individual kid. It takes about 20 minutes each kid and we're just doing it passively, relaxing. The next thing we do is we spend an hour proactively looking at our business. Okay, what fires do we need to put out in our different businesses? We have three different businesses that, that we manage, you know, by the grace of God, but you know, they're all seven figure businesses and we love all of them. So we take care of problems for one hour strategically together. And then that allows us to know, you know, she takes care of a lot of the back end with our team in Orlando. And I obviously do a lot of the front end. We're able to come together on where that's at. And then the next hour is we talk about our marriage, like the backbone and the foundation for all of this stuff. And for anything that's been weighing on her heart over the last six days, this is her opportunity where I just give her space, Sean. I just give her space, man. I'd be like, babe, like, how are you? And this gives her an opportunity to just sit back and just do a body scan, do a spirit scan. You know what I mean? Like, how are you? And when she shares that with me, she knows I'm not gonna like try to jump in and problem solve it. She knows this is her time to just speak. If it ends up turning into a vomit session where she's just complaining, 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 I'm not gonna jump in and be like, don't speak like that. We don't speak that language in our family, kind of like I did you know, a little bit with you. It's like, you know, this is how I wanna be addressed type of thing. And uh, I don't do that to her. I just let her do her thing. And that just allows me as a husband and as a leader of my home, to be able to feel where she's at, not to, to just listen to her words, which is like as husbands and you know CEOs and stuff, that's what we do. We listen to words and then we tactically try to figure those things out and give guidance and vision, right? I don't, that's not what I do with my wife right here. You know what I mean? It's just not a problem solving session. This is her just telling me where she's at. So how hard was that for you to do? Oh, dude, it was like the most uncomfortable thing ever because when my wife is saying like, this bothers me and this person said this and all these different things as men, dude, I'm getting like, I'm getting a, a stick in my spine. I'm sitting up straight, I'm puffing up my chest because I want to be reactive to the pain my wife is experiencing, right? Mm -hmm. It makes sense, dude. We, we protect and we, we provide, we preside, right? The man code. Um, but with, you know, maturing and actually asking her like, how is this going to work well for you? She's like, honestly, I don't need you to solve my problems. I don't need you to fight my battles. I just need you to listen to them. 
Um, and then once I was able to freaking master just shutting up and giving her space, <laughs> yeah, you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, absolutely, yeah. Dude, it's the easiest thing for men because we think we need to go out and do, you know, go out and conquer, go out and problem solve, go out and put out the fire. When honestly, men, we're, we're driving ourselves crazy because really, and the women listen to this, can I get an amen? All you gotta do is just listen, man. Give them space. In order to have an amazing relationship, Sean, you need four things. The person, and this is not just for you know significant others. This is in the business workplace. This is uh, being the, the team captain of the New York football giants, whatever it is. In relationships, there's four very simple, very simple relationship kind of core principles. These are the things that people need. They need four things. They need to feel loved, supported, seen, and heard. You want to build a better relationship with your son? Make him feel loved, supported, seen, and heard. You want more intimacy with your wife or with your husband? Make them feel loved, supported, seen, and heard. You want a promotion at your job? Make your, your boss feel loved, supported, seen, and heard. You know what I mean? You want to get the most out of a team of 30 people? Make them feel loved, supported, seen, and heard. It is a magical recipe to winning. It's a magical recipe for fulfillment. It's a magical recipe for connection. Love, supported, seen, and heard. Like, that is the code in my family. Yeah. And so, what's the side effect for you doing that? You know, because when I hear this, I know that the argument is that this takes time to do this. It takes intentionality to do uh, this. What's the benefit for you? Everybody wants, everybody wants 20-inch arms, or, you know, men want 20-inch arms. You know, women want a tiny waist, you know, and, and a nice shapely rump. That takes time. You're not gonna do it in 30 days. So for me, when I'm actually like strategically looking at my life, it's, you know, when we were talking about the vital signs, you, you're, we're thinking about, really just thinking about your time as currency. Like what I'm putting into this bubble, what am I getting out? And I'm not just, it's not just a quantifiable metric that I'm getting out that's money. Because notice the last thing I put on there, the most important thing I put on there is the first and the last thing, your heart, and your impact. If your heart is an impact, or your heart is a 10, and your impact is a 10, you can find a way to make money with it, Sean. That's not, it's so easy to make money with what you love and with what is impactful. That's what you're doing right now. Think about what you're doing. We were in Los Angeles, and if it wasn't for this microphone and people to hear you, you wouldn't live in Los Angeles. You know what I mean? You'd be in St. Louis doing whatever you were doing before you decided to follow your calling to do this. You know what I mean? So like when you think about, when you think about it like that, it was an impact thing for you. It was a heart thing for you. And guess what? We're in Los Angeles right now. This is one of the most expensive cities ever. And this, this studio is amazing. You got three camera guys. You got Connor, you got Eric, you got Brian, right? Dude, you got these three guys and you're employing them because you followed your heart and what was impactful. And guess what? Now you generate enough money with, with people wanting to support your cause and the things that you believe in that you're, you're making his dream come true and Eric's dream come true and Brian's dream come true because you followed your heart, what set you on fire and God gave you a way to make money with it. That's the same thing I'm doing. You know what I mean? Dude, we are winning. Because without you really even knowing it, you're, you're following the, the roadmap of, vital, you know, of your vital signs. Hmm. So you have clarity of vision, and that's what allows you to freaking go like 5,000 RPMs at this vision and this dream that you have and still have like the peacefulness 
to get your freaking sleep because I know that's important to you. <laughs> <laughs> These four ingredients, it creates a recipe of happiness, success, yeah. fulfillment. Mm. That's what we get as the side effect of taking the time and the energy necessary to share these things with our families. And I want to go through this, or your boss. But even, or, deep, even deeper than, than, than fulfillment, all that stuff, Sean, that's legacy. You know what I mean? Because my dad grew up with his dad not saying I love you and I'm proud of you and not calling him champion. And guess what? I broke that off, dude. So guess what? Just with me, not even thinking about trying to break that off, but I was just trying to make my son feel loved, supported, seen, and heard. What's going to make him feel loved, supported, seen, and heard? Hearing from his dad, I love you, son. I'm so proud of you. You are a champion. Boom. In that moment, generational curse, broken. Because I had intention, and I just followed that. I just wanted to feel loved, supported, seen, and heard. So if you're listening to this and you're like, oh, well, how do I do that? Just think about what would it take for them to feel loved, supported, seen, and heard. And I don't want you to think that it means going out and doing things, men. Sometimes making somebody feel loved, supported, seen, and heard is just sitting back making, you know, really, really engaged eye contact with somebody and just letting them know you're connected to them and what they're saying and letting them go. That makes people feel love, supported, seen, and heard, and it costs zero energy. Man, I love this so much. It's such a simple principle, you know, but I want to dissect these pieces a little bit. Yeah. Because I would imagine that your strategy, because that's the thing that we talked about mm -hmm. prior to doing this, mm -hmm. that you're really excited about, is putting together strategy and structure to really be able to enjoy your life, mm -hmm. right? Which just sounds like everybody should be doing it, but a lot of times we're just going through the motions. I would imagine that you've realized that showing and demonstrating love for different people requires different things. Mm -hmm. So oh, yeah, love languages, dude. Since we were just talking about your son and this birthday experience, mm -hmm. so this is one of the things that can be utilized to demonstrate love is experiences, mm -hmm. right? So let's talk a little bit about that. Like what, what do you do for your kids? Is, it, is there a principle or, or an intentionality about exposure? Is it the words that you say? Like what do you do differently for your kids that you might not well, do for your in order for, for their mom and I to know exactly what they need, it takes that intentional meeting, which, you know, I call it intentional dating, that six hour. And I didn't even tie a bow on that. So by the time we end up doing all that different meeting business stuff and family stuff, we take the two, last two hours of drink tequila, laugh and have fun. Okay. But what it does when we have our meeting that way, and make sure I answer your question, but what it does when we have our meeting that way is it allows us to connect on all of the things that if we don't connect on them, even for just a, a minute, if we don't connect on them, that's what ends up creating the overwhelm in life. Like when you wake up and you're like, you feel like you're behind. You know what I mean? You wake up and you're like, you grab your phone and it's just straight reactive mode. When you don't connect on the different things, even though it doesn't take a ton of time, be disciplined, be strategic. But then once you get that strategy, be freaking disciplined to it. And if it doesn't work the first week, give like give the process time. It's like they're not magic things. And so my wife and I over the last seven months had to figure out and we're still going to change it. Um, it'll change every month probably. But we changed the way that we did that meeting. At first, we did our marriage stuff first and it was not the way to go mm. because it almost kind of felt like putting it first was we would just jump down each other's throat and it ended up feeling like you did this and you did that and you said this and blah, 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 blah. And so we ended up like moving that to like the third hour of the day and we wanted to connect. We found it best to connect on our kids because 
when we connect on our kids, it's like, we're so both so passionate about that and it's all love. There's no egos in that. And, and there's no, you said, she said, it's just all about the kids. And then we move on to the next thing. And by the time we move on to the marriage, we we're loving on each other so much about the kids and, and coming together so much for teamwork for the kids that by the time we get to marriage, we're already in kind of like that, that, uh, we over me mindset. Mm, I love it. I love it. And so just kind of pivoting back with the question. Yeah. Yeah. Here. Come back with the question. <laughs> Is, Keep me on the rails coach. How do you extend and, and demonstrate love mm-hmm. for your son, for example, right, so, experiences, exposure, yes. like what are so you doing for in that kids? meeting, we're able to figure out what each kid needs, right? So strategically from a strategy standpoint, I have five kids and one of my visions for yeah. the, the man and the dad I wanted to be in January of this year is like, I wanted, by the time I got to the end of this year, I wanted to have created enough freedom in my schedule because of different alignments that I'm making, taking weight off my shoulder to, for me to be able to design the life that I want. Meaning I wanna date my daughter, I have four of them. I wanna date my daughter every Friday. So if I have four of them, I have four Fridays in a month. Mm-hmm. So it took a while and it took strategy progressively time and time and time because it started out, I could only give one with the schedule I had, I could only give one daughter a date per month. So it'd take me four months to date all my daughters. Yeah. Now I can do it in a month. And the way I was able to do that wasn't by like painfully ripping off the band-aid and just doing it and letting my businesses suffer the way that I was kind of describing to you, you know, who I want to speak to, the people that feel like they keep pinballing around to get excellence in their life instead of just having strategy and being able to intentionally move throughout their day and quit hustling, quit grinding and just be intentional, be an intentional executor. But in order for you to do that, you have to see the ultimate vision of what you you want your life to be. And this is not frou-frou yo-yo talk. This is a vision board. And you look at that vision board at the end of 12 months and say, okay, Sean, this is where I wanna go. What is it gonna take for me to get there? I wanna be able to do this with my daughters. I wanna be able to supply these trips for my kids. I wanna be able to take two weeks completely off in December. Um, Oh yeah, by the way, uh, this seven figure company, I want this to be an eight figure company in Jesus's name. And uh, you know what, I haven't launched this company, but I've got a vision for it. And I'm gonna make that seven figures as well because I'm gonna lead my team. I'm not gonna manage my team in 2020. I'm gonna lead my team from the front And that's what's gonna happen because I have strategy. And so at the beginning of 2019, it wasn't really about businesses. It was about making alignments in my businesses and not a metric attached to my business. So making those alignments earlier on in the the year has allowed me to get to the place to date all four of my daughters in one month. In addition to, dude, I've created a lifestyle, Sean, where I have three seven-figure companies, not saying that to brag, this is what God's doing in my life. And I homeschool my son from 6 a.m. to 11 a.m. every single weekday. And I don't miss a basketball game on the weekends. So you wanna talk about getting the most out of what you have? And I'm not saying, I'm not here to brag about it. I'm here to breathe life into entrepreneurs that only have one company right now and they wanna make it seven figures, but they feel like they're overwhelmed and they don't have enough time in the day. It's about strategy. It's not about doing more. You're not a a better businessman or a better leader if you do more. Give strategy and give vision to your life so the people that are around you aren't following orders. They're, they're, They're pushing you towards the vision that you enrolled them into. Does that make sense? Absolutely. You know, like think about Braveheart. He's standing in front of his troops, Sean. He doesn't say to them, hey, I'm going to need you to swing that axe like this. I'm going to need you to to hold this shield and protect that guy. And like, hey, you with the pitchfork, I want you to stab like this. No. He stood in the front and he told these guys what they're fighting for. And it's bigger than you. It's bigger than me. It's bigger than our legacies. 
This is forgotten for country. And guess what? Those guys fought like savages. So my point to it is like as leaders of a family or leaders of a business, it's not about telling them what to do. It's about enrolling them into the vision and empowering them to know what to do. And that's what I've done in my family. And so collectively, dude, my family functions at a very high level, which allows me to be able to go out and, and build and go out and speak from stage. And you know what, dude, if my wife wants to go with me on a four day trip, because we have strategy and infrastructure, I'll plan that a month in advance and it won't be a strain. It won't be, uh, it won't be painful. There will be discomfort yeah. because I planned it. So it's not about God doesn't want people to live in pain. He doesn't want entrepreneurs to live in pain. He wants all of us to live in discomfort because we are all incomplete without him. Um, but for me, dude, it's strategy and placing God in the middle of my family. And it's just been supernatural um, what has happened since then. Mm, and it all came down to, to, to strategy and, and having vision yeah. and then reverse engineering how to get there. Yeah. You know what's crazy is... When I last saw you, we bumped into each other at Bedros' place, yeah, yeah. and you were a different person. You know, were you in a different mm -hmm. phase? And I can't wait till you meet me next year, dude. I love that, man. Real I talk. love that. You know, and from that person to today, I see that there's been a, a, a big change, and I think that it's simply these ingredients. Real, and yeah. you're you're sharing you, something man. that's so valuable and vital. If people just think about this differently, execute and try and fill these four buckets, right? Yeah, and so with that said, I wanna see how you fit into this, mm. right? Because there's a lot of outgo that I'm hearing. Mm. And so I wanna talk about what's getting done as far as self-care mm. and self-attention for Steve Weatherford. And we're gonna do that right after this quick break. So sit tight, we'll be right back. Growing up, if I thought about chocolate, I think about Three Musketeers. I think about a Kit Kat, Butterfinger, right? I had all these ideas, hot chocolate, uh, chocolate ice cream, chocolate cake. Those are the things that would conjure up in my mind when I thought about chocolate. Little did I know that chocolate itself, the original root of chocolate, which comes from something that's botanically a, a seed, these cacao seeds was one of the most healthy foods in the world. Listen to this. This was from a randomized, double-blind, placebo-controlled trial that was published in the American Journal of Clinical Nutrition found that polyphenol-rich cacao or cocoa without the sugar has remarkable prebiotic effects on the human body. So what the study found was that folks who were consuming this sugar-free cacao flavanol drink for four weeks significantly increased their ratio of probiotics or friendly bacteria bifidobacteria, for example, while significantly decreasing their class of firmicutes, which is associated with fat gain. So there's certain types of bacteria that are associated with gaining fat. And these firmicutes, so the saying in health right now is that if you wanna be firm and cute, you gotta reduce the firmicutes, all right? I didn't make that up, somebody else did, all right? But the bottom line is, wow, it has a really powerful, remarkable impact on what's happening with your microbiome. The study also found that it was able to reduce levels of systemic inflammation measured by something called C-reactive protein. And if that weren't enough, Cacao also has these compounds that have a really powerful influence on our mood, like anandamide, which is known, like that translates to mean bliss chemical, right? Uh, serotonin, tryptophan, these precursors that help your body to produce things like melatonin, right? That helps you to sleep better. It goes on and on and on, but the quality matters a lot. And when you can get real chocolate 
into something that is even more health-giving, you've got something really special. And that's what they have with the new chocolate Organifi Gold Drink. So they've got the chocolate along with their incredible, delicious turmeric formula. And as you know, turmeric has very powerful anti-inflammatory properties. And it also has been clinically proven to have anti-angiogenesis properties. So this means that turmeric literally has the ability to cut off the blood supply to cancer cells, all right? And we all produce cancer cells every day, but a pro properly functioning immune system and being able to regulate this angiogenesis, which we need, but we need at certain levels, is incredibly important, and food can help to regulate that. So I'm a huge fan of Organifi. Now they've got the new chocolate gold. All right, so pop over there, check it out. Just released, just delicious. Organifi.com forward slash model. You get 20% off that and everything else they carry. All right, so head over there, check them out. Organifi.com forward slash model. That's O-R-G-A-N-I-F-I.com forward slash model for 20% off. And now back to the show. All right, we're back and we're talking with my really, really good friend, super inspiring, powerful human being in every kind of imaginable way, Mr. Steve Weatherford. And before the break, and you know what? I just want to pivot back really quickly because this is hitting me in my heart right yeah, now. Yeah, let's go where your heart is, man. Um, mentioning the person that you were maybe a year ago mm. and the person that you are now, when you were articulating earlier about what happens when you are focused on building businesses and doing the things that men tend to do mm -hmm. and your relationship can start to get thrown in the garbage mm -hmm. and just like it's a dumpster fire over here, is this something that you personally experienced? Because when you said it, it just really struck me. Yeah. Um the, I don't even know if this is going to answer your question, but I f believe this is where I'm supposed to go. When I look back on my life, Sean, I, I look back at a lot of reverse engineering um, from a strategic standpoint of sports, a strategic standpoint of going pro, a strategic standpoint of being uh, a Super Bowl champion, uh, being on the cover of Muscle and Fitness. Dude, I had four goals when I was 14 years old, and I've talked about them a lot. Probably talked about them last time I was on your podcast. I wanted to become a dad was my first goal I had at 14. I wrote these things down. I have the papers crazy. Uh, I wanted to, to become a dad at 14 because I had a great dad. Like he, I don't want to say my, my dad was freaking amazing, so I want to make sure that, that I say that. He just never said I'm proud of you, um, and he never, you know, he never championed me. So I wanted to become a dad because I wanted to write that freaking wrong, man. Uh, so for, and I wanted to be um, a pro athlete, and I wanted to become an Olympic champion, and I wanted to, become, I wanted to be on the, the cover of Muscle and Fitness. And those four, those four life goals I achieved, well, I was an Olympic champion, but I was a world champion. So when I look back at my life and how I've reverse engineered all these things, with the exception of being a dad, all of them were like sports related. You know, I mean, they were all physique related. They were all exterior um, and they all worked because I use strategy and, you know, kind of like the same way I'm, I'm explaining to people here is like just being an intentional executor of a plan that, you know, will work. And there's no shortage of people telling you like how to win. So like go out, find somebody you trust, let them give you a game plan and let them give you support and go out and just be an intentional executor. Um, I did that in sports and I became, you know, 10-year NFL veteran, Super Bowl champion, you know, franchise punter, Super Bowl records, all this crazy stuff um, because I was very intentional for it. But then once I retired and I, because the reason I, I left the NFL is I was unfulfilled, dude. 
You know what I mean? Like I'm playing pro sports making $197,000 a game, but I had saved up enough money to have some financial security, but not like I'm not making quarterback money for that long. So I had gotten to my 10th year in the NFL and just felt, un I want to say unchallenged because it was still super hard, but unfulfilled um, that I was on any type of roadmap to any type of fulfilling destiny. Because every goal that I achieved as a pro athlete required more of me and actually gave me less fulfillment. So I thought like, you know, because the higher the goals up, the more they require of you, the harder they are to get and they the less good they make you feel. So I got a reduced return on my investment and the investment was much higher. So I just decided to get out. And about a year and a half ago, six months before we met, is when I decided to take this um, superpower of being able to identify a vision and then reverse engineer a game plan to be able to get to that with strategy, not just planning, strategy, because that's the important part of it. Because a plan would be like, hey, it's January and I want to date all of my daughters, so just start doing it that Friday, but it sends everything else in your life into a tailspin. So a plan is not just good enough. There has to be strategy behind it, and then you come up with the plan. And so I just have a, an incredible gift to do that for myself. And in 2019, because of alignments, has allowed me to be able to help other entrepreneurs do that. But I want to get back to 18 months ago when I went on this, like I was explaining to you, it was a vision quest, dude like a deep spiritual vision quest. And what I ended up kind of coming out of the other side of it with was, let me take these gifts that God gave me and let me put, like in my mind, the faith that I wanna have, let me put that down, okay? The relationship with my son I wanna have, let me put that down. The, the marriage that I wanna have, let me put that down. All of the things in my life that weren't my, they weren't, excellence. They weren't pro level. That was, I had an amateur marriage a year and a half. Like I didn't run around on my wife and I didn't like beat her. I was a good husband on paper, but I wasn't great. I wasn't what I'm capable of being. You know what I mean? And I was convicted by that. And so I said, listen, if I'm like so good at achieving all these other things with, you know, with these strategy plans that I come up with and being insanely disciplined to them, why don't I just do that for my faith walk? and create a training program for my prayer life and like make myself read the Bible. I do not like reading the Bible even now. I'm hoping and praying that one day like it's just gonna come to life the way that people say like, oh, these words were jumping off. The they don't jump off the paper for me, Sean. I wish they did. But I am disciplined to staying in that fire every single day for those 15 minutes. And one day I am believing that they are gonna jump off that paper. I'm believing for it. But I'm going to train the same way I trained deadlift when I sucked at deadlift or squatting or bench press. The same way I sucked at that, but I stayed in the fire because I knew that there was something on the other side of it. So I am believing for that. I'm believing for an incredible electricity to my marriage. And guess what? I have that right now, dude. I have the most ridiculous marriage I could ever dream up. And... There's strategy behind it. And it doesn't right. mean like it's it, it, we don't have bad days or we didn't get an argument on the way up yeah. here. But foundationally, <laughs> we are together, dude. And that's what I want to ask you, man. So what is what does she mean to you? Um, man, dude, what does my wife mean to me? Dude, she's the wheels for the bus, man. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like God placed it so heavy on my heart. And he gave me a diesel engine, man. And he gave me like the heart and, and the vision 
to just load, dude, Sean, just load people up on this bus that I'm driving right now. You know what I mean? And without her being underneath me, scheduling the phone calls, speaking life into me, um, picking me up off the floor when I'm discouraged because it's lonely, dude. You know what I mean? I don't feel lonely now, but when you have such a when you have such a big vision for what you feel like God places on you, dude, it can take your breath away sometimes. You know what I mean? For real. Um, so my wife to me, dude, she is the wheels underneath the bus of of what we're driving. You know, like people say she's my rock. Dude, she's not my rock because a rock sits still. Man, she keeps me moving. You know what I mean? Like in the most magical way. So to me, I need to make sure that I am strategically, strategically building time into my wife's life for herself. Because the wife, like I know ladies listen to this right now, dude, you will be a martyr for your kids all day long, right? But nobody, nobody will be like, hey, hey, Martha, hey, Susie, hey, my wife's name is Laura. Hey, Laura, you know what? You seem really overwhelmed and, and you haven't slept enough. And you know what? Dude, let me bless you by watching your kids tonight so you can go stay in a hotel room and, and, and get a, a peaceful night's sleep because I know your one-year-old gets up at 4 a.m. every day. Nobody does that, Sean. So guess what? I'm going to build a strategy once a week because this is a real, real story happened in my life. My wife is just extreme adrenal fatigue. And she just can't catch up to the point where she goes and gets her testosterone tested, doesn't even show up. She has no testosterone detectable in her body. So I said, okay, I'm not going to rely on these doctors. I'm not going to rely on this. My wife needs sleep, dude. She needs sleep. So once a week, I built in a strategy that my wife would go stay in a hotel by herself. And I told her, I said, if I'm going to look on your phone. And if you look at your phone after 9 p.m., we won't do this again. You know what I mean? Because I wanted her to honor the opportunity that she had because she's extremely exhausted. And we all know how phones are. And so I just didn't want my wife to think this is an opportunity for you to just like do whatever you want to do. Let's be intentional with this time that you had. We did that for seven weeks and I got a new wife. You know what I mean? Because I gave her what she needed. I didn't try to solve her problems or wonder why she's so grumpy all the time. You know what I mean? Yeah. I reconnected on what she really needed, yeah. sleep. I could say things like, well, quit looking at your phone before you go to sleep or wear blue blockers or wear these Bose sleep buds or take CBD or, you know what I mean? I didn't do that for her. I said, okay, you need sleep. I'm gonna enrich the quality of this. I'm not gonna give you supplements. I'm not gonna rely on some doctor to fix my wife. I'm getting involved in this. I am the CEO of this thing. You know what I mean? I'm the leader of this. And so I got in front of it and I created strategy for her to do that. And it took seven weeks. What well, would have taken seven months with, you know, any of these other. If. Right. If. If it ever happened. Yeah. So I decided yeah. to accelerate that with strategy. Yeah. Seven weeks instead of probably seven years. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's a miracle, man. It like really you, is. You got to the root. And this is what so many of us don't do because we're so busy in our minds and we're not taking time to to analyze and to be intentional and to strategize like you're talking about. So I just want to thank you for doing that yeah. for her. That's a miracle, man. Yeah, like, it really, really is. Powerful. I got a new and wife, man. I know you did. I know you, but you got to the root mm -hmm. instead of trying to treat symptoms, get off your phone, whatever. Right. She needed that time, you know? And so that's, you know what's so crazy, man? And we can do this no matter what level we're at because still, man, and I don't want you to speak to this yet, but I want you to speak to it. <laughs> people are going don't to- Don't talk yet, Steve. People <laughs> are going to hear this and they're going to think like, well, he has money. Mm -hmm. He has the opportunity through money and assets to be able to do mm -hmm. stuff like that. But what I want to say for people first and foremost is 
no matter where you're at in your life, no matter what level you're at, you can absolutely take time to strategize to support your significant other. Mm -hmm. It's as simple as a decision, you know? So this could be, you know, instead of a whole night off, this could be, you know, just encouraging your partner to go and spend, you know, go out with friends, mm -hmm. right? Because I know as men, like what we tend to want, especially when we have time to be with our significant other, mm -hmm. we just want their time. Like we wanna uh, snuggle up and cuddle up and just be close to them. We want them around us, not realizing that they need that time to mm -hmm. be free to do other things. And there's that statement that um, distance makes the heart grow fonder, mm -hmm. you know? And so you're seeing that firsthand with specifically strategizing that opportunity. One thing that I did recently was, uh, and I didn't like it, man. Like, it, I, I'd rather have her with me, but there was an event that was actually in San Diego. Okay. And so this was the first time that my wife went to an event without me, right, on her own. And it's just like, it was a little, but I didn't share this with her, but I knew that it was good. And it was good for us, it was good for her. And like you said, like, I get a new wife, you know? And it's just strategically every day taking the opportunity, if we can, in small, increments or you could do larger things like you're doing that once a week so it's just i agree with you and by the way dude your wife is so special i don't know why she's always been highlighted to me too I, every single time i speak to you i almost i feel like every single time i do i mention her man she's like and i spent maybe five minutes with her she's a special lady um but one thing i wrote down i grabbed the notepad from you while you were talking was i i wrote down the word disqualified because you were speaking um, you were speaking about how people will maybe hear, um, you know, hear a good idea for a strategy or hear a good idea for a, a business opportunity or just hear a good idea in general, or maybe see somebody that's inspiring and the, and, and everybody does this. I do it too. And you already got ahead of it. That's why you're so good at what you do. But for everybody that's hearing me tell this story that is thinking to themselves, well, sure he can do it. I want you to hear me say this. God doesn't call the qualified, he qualifies the called. Um, and what I mean when I say that is, if you truly believe in your heart that you want to get something done and you want to achieve something, it's not about doing it like me. And it's not about, it's not about doing it like anybody else because their vision is not your vision. Their strategy is not their strategy. If you continually poke holes in the reasons why you can't, you'll be really, really busy. All you need to do is find one reason why you should, not even why you can, but one reason why you should quit disqualifying yourself because you'll end up living a life and become an expert of the reasons why you can't do something or become someone because you're stuck disqualifying yourself. And it's like, we all do it. So like, you want to come up with a strategy from the for the people that are disqualifying themselves. I don't want to come up with a strategy for the people that are disqualifying themselves. I want to encourage you and empower you to be resourceful. You don't need resources if you're resourceful. So I want to challenge you if you really have a dream or a vision is spend your time being resourceful, not poking holes in the plan why you can't or you shouldn't. Find one reason why you should. Yeah. Yeah. Love it, man. So you, let's talk about you. you know? <laughs> we haven't even got into my wellness program. So that was obviously a huge chunk of your time and your intention because it was feeding so many other things. So many yeah. of your, your goals and your dreams and your mission mm -hmm. was taking care of this incredible body of yours, right? Yeah. And now 
obviously you've you've made a shift in your approach and your intention and your structure you're investing so much into your family which again this feeds you on a whole different level mm -hmm. that makes all that other stuff i would believe easier the mm -hmm. self-care mm -hmm. so let's talk about that how are you approaching that piece how are you approaching the self-care for you for you I know that you did some stem cells mm -hmm. recently. I did. Let's talk about that hyperbaric chamber. How are you taking care of Steve today? So 2018 was my vision quest to get, like you said earlier, like, oh, you seem to be like aware of yourself. I spent a year practicing it and like asking people the hard questions, having conversations with my dad about like getting to know myself better by asking my, my dad questions about myself that I didn't want to hear the answer, but I needed to. So 2018 was about that. 2019 was foundational, meaning alignments. I needed to get my businesses. I needed to get the right people in my businesses, right? Because I believe 2019 has been my word. My word has been alignment. And I believe 2020 is assignment. And it's not until I believe I, I created those alignments where where I'm actually freeing myself with strategy, freeing myself up to use more of, of the gifts and the anointings and the things that God wants me to do in 2020. I would never be able to do those and also be the dad and the husband that I want to be. So I'm actually, 2019 has actually been preparing me. It has been all about preparation, laying the foundation, getting the, the, the relationship with my son healthy, getting the relationship with my daughters healthy, getting the relationship with my wife healthy, getting our, our marriage healthy, getting a routine and a strategy for us to continually come together because when 2020 blows up the way that I, I believe it will, I don't want my success to be the reason my marriage goes back to what it was. So I have to have strategy and a foundation in place and I have to protect Tuesdays. And like you said earlier, like, yeah, and sometimes, you know, like if we have time and I, and, and I get it, I try to do that if I have time, but also Tuesdays is not a if, that is mandatory. Like that is like church in my family. It's not more important, but I protect it like church. You know, like when we grew up and, you know, I don't know your, your uh, exact the way you grew up, but it was like, we go to church on Sundays. It's not really like negotiable unless you're vomiting we go to church. So I make that same commitment to this intentional date night that I have with my wife. And so for people listening to this, it doesn't need to be six hours. It can start with 20 minutes. Do it once a day, but do it. Not like if you have time, do it. That's when strategy really, that's when rubber meets the road, when you're disciplined with it. And I believe that's what has really supernaturally accelerated my gift of, of, of strategy and vision, not just for myself, but for other business owners as well and entrepreneurs that I work with is not just that strategy, but I'm really good at executing it. And that's what makes me super special. It's like, yeah. cool, you have the strategy, you have the vision, but I'm just gonna execute it better than everybody else. So give me the same strategy as Sean. I bet you. I bet you. I'm going to execute it better. That's what I'm telling myself. I'm might, and I might not. But guess what? If I believe that's my goal, it's not about you anymore. It's about getting the most out of what I have in front of me because my strategy is going to be different than yours. Yeah. You're not trying to go where I'm trying to go. And so, how are you getting the most out of you right now? Uh, now you bring me back to it. Okay. Um, every single morning, I wake up and my. I just. I think I go through my morning routine. Maybe 
you know, gut health is my thing, but my morning routine, man, owning my morning, you know all about this, is um, I, I'm with my son from 6 until 11 a.m. The first thing we do every single morning is we wake up and um, and we get in my infrared sauna. I have a sunlight and infrared sauna. I get in that bad boy for about 30 minutes. We have a father-son devotional that we do together. Um, we pray together, and that's kind of like setting the intention for the day, you know what I mean, just getting it right. And that's part of the training program is like regardless if we want to do it or not, like we're doing it. So it's kind of like exercise to us. We're exercising that faith muscle um, and obviously the the health benefits of the sunlight and sauna. Then from there, we eat breakfast, um, usually eat that at the house. I'm kind of skipping over probiotics and, and all that other stuff we can get into if you want. Um, then from there, we go train together and I allow him to be involved in the content creation of what his training is. Um, so he gets to be involved in that. And so he's kind of part of the artist of what's putting the training together. So it never gets stale and it's always things he likes. Uh, and then from there, we go home. And, uh, and then at that point, we typically have like one hour of some type of man enhancement. You know, like last week, we went and opened up a checking account, you know, because he's got dyslexia and he's got ADD. And so part of me homeschooling him, I don't do any of the homework stuff, like any of the school curriculum. Man Academy to me is about empowering him with the structure and the tools that he needs for kind of like we were talking about earlier, the experiences that he needs for growth. So numbers overwhelm him. He's got ADD and dyslexia. Everything's freaking backwards. Makes sense, right? So let's go open you up a checking account because he's got about 700 bucks right now and he wants to be an entrepreneur, blah, 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 blah. So that's something we're doing for him to just get practice. Dude, I hope he doesn't buy me shoes because... I was just joking with him and your wife about, you know, when they oh, go shopping, shoes, I, I was just like, hey, I wear a size 11. You know what I'm saying? Like, if you guys He's see a generous anything, kid. He might come and back he literally them, said it twice. He was like, 11. Got it. Dude, like, I hope you he, I didn't know we had paper. I didn't know we had money. If you one second that generous <laughs> little kid doesn't have the intention to find those shoes, I want you to know right now yeah. he's trying to find those shoes. That's awesome, I am so man. proud of him. Um, yeah. But my point is, yeah. every single week, we will come up with the Man Academy Challenge of the Week. Man Academy. Um, he's... Uh, He's really scared of open water, really scared of sharks. I made a bad mistake, let him saw Jaws when he was like six, thinking it would be cool and scary. Yeah, welcome to my life. Uh, bad idea. Okay, well, there's a solution to that. Uh, one of the Man Academy challenges was we, I got a see-through kayak. And we, we went to uh, La Jolla, and they have a little like inlet cave that has a bunch of sharks in it. And so our challenge that week was for him to face his fears and literally sit in them. So we pedaled, paddled out into this and we just sat in there and we just talked calmly, you know, and I allowed him not to experience his fear, but to sit in it. You know what that's like when these things are like, cause other people are like throwing stuff for the sharks to come up and bite and they are coming out of the water, bro. And we're sitting right here. He is literally sitting in his greatest fear, but as fathers, that's our challenge, man. It's not, it's not to be able to, to figure out a way to let our, our, our little boys or our little girls live life around their fears. I believe it is our responsibility to let them encounter and sit in their fear in a safe ecosystem, meaning I'm not gonna go swimming with sharks with my son and I'm not gonna go make him Great Barrier Reef and jump in there with some great rights. Dude, these sharks were probably 18 inches long, maybe two feet. If they bit you, they wouldn't even get meat, just skin. Yeah. So I think I want to challenge dads out there and moms out there to do the same thing, man. Like quit coddling your kids because they're going to, they're going to grow up needing that. So it's not about like 
throwing them out there like the Spartans and like, hey, if they come back, they're, you know, they're strong enough. And they, if they die, then, you know, it's natural evolution. It's not like that. Like give them a safe place to be a leader. Give them a safe place to write their own um, programs for, for training. That's what my son does in the morning. I empower him to do that. It's not just about keeping it exciting for him. I, I don't know. I may unlock a gift for him that he ends up writing all these incredible programs like his dad did and making, you know, millions of dollars making something super complex and overwhelmed like getting bigger arms and making it super simplified and digital in your phone. I don't know, maybe I started that gift for him. I don't know, but experiences to your point, that's what Man Academy is about. And Friday night date nights, we don't go to dinner in a movie. You don't talk at dinner in a movie. How do you how do you uh, a nurture a relationship in a setting like that? No, dude, we go out and we do life together with my daughters. We do what they want to do, the experiences that they want to have. It's all about them. And it's not about buying them things. It's about life experiences. But in order for me to get that every single Friday with my daughters and get that from 6 a.m. to 11 a.m., five hours, five times a week, 25 hours I get to be with my son. You think I could do that just by like hoping, wishing, and wanting it really bad and praying to Jesus to give it to me? No, dude, no. God gave me the skills a long time ago when the final word was spoken over me. He gave me the skills to be able to, to create that life. He gave me the skills to create it. So I'm challenging everybody that's listening to this right now. Like, what gifts do, do you have that you think are just like cool things that you can do? Because those, those things that, that people tease you about are the things that are going to unlock your greatness. Because that is what I spoke to you at the beginning of this podcast. That is your uniqueness. You know, that's what makes, that's your divine fingerprint, man. That's what makes you different out of 7 billion people on this planet is the weird things about you. Like the fact that I have extreme ADHD and sometimes I forget about what I'm saying. It's not because I'm talking off the cuff and I don't know where I'm going. It's because I don't know if you noticed, dude, I, I just close my eyes and I try to turn my brain off and just let my heart talk. That's my way of letting God be, be heard. And sometimes I forget where I'm going because I'm not using my brain. Um, so if you're not watching the video in here, and I'm spitting all over the place. If you're not watching the video, dude, I'm closing my eyes because I just want you guys to hear what God wants you to hear. Um, and, uh, and strategy for me is it keeps coming up for us, man. And, yeah. and, and I feel like to reverse engineer the life that you want to have, man, you got to be able to see it and then be able to, to have a strategy to make that pursuit, um, uncomfortable but not painful does it make sense yeah absolutely life is about un being uncomfortable and outside of your comfort zone but it's not about pain dude it's not about pain it's not about grinding it's not about hustling it's about being strategic and then just being super intentional with that execution we've covered a lot of ground today man yeah, a lot did, of ground and only you can travel this much ground this quickly, man. And thank you so <laughs> we, much for sharing this. We talked listen, a lot. listen. I talked a lot. Before I let you go, um, I want to ask you: What do you? We've we've kind of dove into this, and I'm so, <laughs> listen, listen. This is important because yeah, yeah, I'm okay. so proud of you and happy for you that a big part of this is your family. That's the thing that I admire about you most. It's so inspiring because we rarely see this, and the way yeah, that man. you show it and demonstrate it for all of us is really something special. And so when are you, hit, you're, you're still a soldier, man. Like mm. when are you hitting the gym and working out? Like when, Strategy, dude. when Come is this, on, man. when part is of this happening, Academy. man? That's what I do with yeah. my son. You know what I mean? Like, here's the deal. Like fitness was such a huge part of me. I receive all those kind of things, by the way. I don't want to skip over that because I have a, I have a bad habit of not receiving compliments 
because there was a long period of time that I didn't feel that way about myself. Yeah. So even when fans, or if you want to call them that, you know, we're playing football, they oh, we love you, we love I didn't receive that because I didn't feel that way about myself. So I received that. Um, but yeah, it, it, it's all strategy. So like I built in the most important things for me. Like, yes, I built Man Academy to evolve my son into the man that I feel like he will become. Um, but that's also my routine. So it's like, I don't want people to think like, oh, he's so noble. Dude, that's my routine. So I'm essentially, I pulled my son out of traditional schooling because I didn't feel like they were gonna be able to serve my son better and I could serve my son. You know what I mean? We have a tutor that comes in from 11 until two every day that gives him traditional schooling and teaches them about geography because that I'm not gonna discount it. That stuff's important. But you're looking at a guy right now that has a high school degree. You know what I mean? I am so incomplete. However, I'm winning, dude. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I'm not boasting that I'm winning, dude. Like, by God's grace, I'm winning, but I'm winning. You know what I mean? It's not about education. So for people that want to start that business or, or personal training or being an entrepreneur and you continually disqualify yourself because you don't have that degree, you don't have that certification, you don't have the connections, you don't have the social media, you don't have the capital, stop. Because that game ends right now. The game ends right now, man. This decade's over, almost over. Like, what's the next decade going to look like for you? Because you, like the same way when we were kids, if you go from fifth grade to sixth grade and you're like the new kid, and you know in your mind, like, hey, man, I get to create a whole new identity. You know what I mean? I get to be whoever I want if I move to a new city or I go into a new school. Like, treat 2020 like that. But start doing it now. But have vision for 2020. And that, 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 that superhero of yourself that you have in your mind, not a vision of somebody else, that superhero version you have in, of yourself in your mind, start practicing it right now. And it might feel funky and it might feel phony, but keep practicing being your superhero. By the time you get to 2020, you're failing forward, dude. It takes 67 days to make or break a habit. Why are you gonna start to January 1st with everybody else? Get started now. Fail forward now, so by the time you get into 2020, two weeks into it, dude, all of a sudden it goes from ritual routine to rhythm, and you're not trying to be something anymore. You are that. Yes, Steve, my man, thank you so much, Love bro. you, man, sorry, like, we have to, we have to hit No, pause. man, listen, <laughs> this has been so fulfilling for me, you, you know, man. just sitting here and, and, and hearing your story, hearing your progress, hearing your intention, and seeing the results in your family, man, like I really hope that this got people thinking differently about what's possible. And uh, man, it didn't. It did. D d we're not gonna think or hope or wish or want. This changed the way that people think. Yeah, it did. Thank you for having me, man. Seriously, thank you for trusting me that whatever hairbrowned idea that I had or that you know you thought or I said that God had for us, man. I do just thank you, man, for real. I, I meant everything I said to you at the beginning of of this this podcast, man. And like, dude, when I close my eyes and I think about if somebody says your name, I just I just picture a peaceful warrior because you carry such a peace with you. But you're about that business too, you know what I mean? And so you you carry such a powerful mantle everywhere you go because you're peacefully doing so much. And it's it's something that I admire you for because from the surface level, I, I seem different than you because I'm pretty spastic, but we're both about that business. And I just admire you for 
with the grace with which you handle relationships and podcasts and, and adversity, dude. I just admire you so much, man. I love you. Thank you for trusting me. My man, thank you so much for hanging out with me today. I appreciate it, bro. Can you let everybody know where they can connect with you online and also about your podcast? Yeah, um, dude, I, I, I really, I know this podcast went really long and I know we weren't like super, at least audibly super intentional with where we were going with this thing, but I just appreciate everybody sticking with it. And uh, I hope it served everyone. If you want to touch base with me, honestly, I would love, I would love to know for my own, um, for my own mind to be able to speak on it more in the future. What about this show really stuck out to people and you can catch me, um, just send me a DM on Instagram. I manage all of those and that's where I connect with people. That's where I get feedback on like what I speak on. People want to know more of. Um, so I just appreciate you guys, man. I appreciate the space, Brian, Connor, Eric, thank you, man. I appreciate you guys serving us today. It was a lot of fun, and, and hopefully this served everybody. And I'll see you guys over on Instagram, Snapchat. Podcast. Facecat. Oh, yeah, and my podcast. Uh, I talk about kind of the similar stuff. So any of the feedback I get from you guys and what you loved here. What's the name of the podcast? I'm going to be talking about it on mine. Steve Weatherford Show. Love you guys. Peace. <laughs> awesome, everybody. Thank you so much for tuning into the show today. I hope you got a lot of value out of this. And listen, I'm, I'm pumped right now. I'm pumped to go and implement. And these, this, the recipe that he delivered, and I took a bunch of notes myself here. Number one, love. Number two, supported. Number three, seen. Number four, heard, right? These four ingredients, investing these, these four ingredients into our loved ones, into our, our partners, into the, the folks at work. Like he mentioned a great example of, you wanna raise at your job? Make your boss feel loved, supported, seen, and heard. And guess what? You win. Every time you do those things, you, every time you implement and cook up those four ingredients, you win. It might take some time and strategy and structure and intention up front, but you're going to win. And Steve so eloquently said it today, he's winning. And I think that these four ingredients are absolutely life-changing and any of us can use them. So just so grateful to have him on today and I'm grateful for you tuning in. Holler at us, tag us on Instagram, let us know what you thought about the episode, share it with your friends and family so they can get a dose of inspiration and strategy as well. We've got some powerhouse stuff coming your way, so make sure to stay tuned. Take care, have an amazing day, and I'll talk with you soon. And for more after the show, make sure to head over to themodelhealthshow.com. That's where you can find all of the show notes. You can find transcriptions, videos for each episode. And if you got a comment, you can leave me a comment there as well. And please make sure to head over to iTunes and leave us a rating to let everybody know that the show is awesome. And I appreciate that so much. And take care. I promise to keep giving you more powerful, empowering, great content to help you transform your life. Thanks for tuning in.